This is the Rundown Pod, a podcast about podcasts. I'm Rajak Lark, with an E, announcer and co-host for this production. And now, a man who needs no introduction. That is, if you happen to be at the California Speed Golf Championship on the Napa Golf Course at Kennedy Park this weekend, Mr. Paul Clifford. Hello everyone and welcome to another Rundown Pod. On today's episode, we have two great podcasts, starting with Reveal from Chicago Public Radio, where we'll follow the Sinaloa drug cartel all the way from Juarez, Mexico to downtown Chicago. And then second, we'll be looking at Note to Self. It's kind of a multi-interest podcast for parents and life. Stick around for those clips because I think you'll find a lot of what they uh, talk about in that show, you know, pretty informative. And then I've got some comments for that, and I've got comments about drug cartels as well. And I believe Roger Clark will be chiming in at some point during the episode. We have have that to look forward to. But first, before we start with Reveal, I just want to remind everyone, you can reach me at at RundownPod on Twitter, or you can email me at paul at RundownPod.com. And you can also visit our website, www.RundownPod.com, where you can listen to all of our episodes. And there's also links to the episodes we cover. So you can listen to an episode like today's show of Reveal or Note to Self, And you can find out more. There's other useful links about show notes and things like that. So come to our website, www.rundownpod, and uh, just walk around, you know, give it a look. So to start, let's just dive right in with a uh, quick clip from the Reveal podcast. The feds, they tell us that a key entry point, the key entry point for the heroin that reaches the Chicago area is the corridor that's formed by Ciudad Juarez, that's a Mexican city, and across the Rio Grande, El Paso, Texas. So you went down there and what'd you see? Well, what I what I saw is as a result of suppliers trying to deliver the drugs to the Midwest and to Chicago, I saw a lot of devastation. You can kind of see how it sets it up. So they're talking about how drugs, and heroin in particular, come from uh, Juarez, Mexico, all the way up to uh, Chicago. They get into some really interesting details. And um, I have some quick facts from uh, the ussc.gov website. It talks about almost half of the offenders for uh, trafficking were Hispanic, and then about a quarter were white. The other quarter uh, looks like black or mixed race. The other interesting fact about drug traffickers is 73%, or about three-quarters of them, are American citizens. So uh, some interesting facts about drug traffickers. So they're not the foreigners that we're scared of. They're they're kind of our own. And uh, let's listen to another clip from the Reveal podcast. Here's another. It comes from Perville teenagers who shocked their suburb when they asked their classmates one simple question. Hey, do you do drugs? Okay, what drugs have you done before? Today? Or just like... Ever? No, ever. Okay, um... I've smoked weed, codeine syrup, LSD, nitrous oxide, ecstasy, obviously, magical mushrooms, nitrous, Adderall, if that counts, inhalants, all of that led to doing heroin. Which is exactly what connects this wealthy bedroom community to the February 22nd arrest of Joaquin Guzman, a.k.a. El Chapo, the alleged leader of the Sinaloa drug cartel. Ah, setting the story up. Uh, really, they do a, a fairly decent job of storytelling, but I'll get to that more of that after the next clip. There's, a, there's an article in USA Today about drug trafficking and on the border and what it means. And uh, one of the customs agents says, we're catching people who are over 82 years old, also as young as middle school, bringing drugs into the United States. 
it's a devastating problem that the suck our uh, demand is having from the suppliers to the south. Um, let's listen to the third clip and then I'll actually talk about the Reveal podcast instead of drug trafficking. But drug trafficking is interesting. I think you will agree. These communities on the border have been in many ways deeply altered by the surge in Border Patrol presence that sprung up over the last several years. At the border, it really isn't Mexico and it really isn't the United States. It's the borderlands. Okay, I want to say about Reveal, it's they have fantastic subjects. They And they cover them well in the segments, as you've just heard. However, they just do too much. In this episode, they also cover, uh, besides the drug highway from El Paso, they also cover teens in solitary confinement and veterans' benefits. So those all could be a one-hour episode, but they uh, they choose to cram them all into 40 minutes. And, I, and it's like you're really interested in this drug cartel story, but then they go to veterans' benefits, and you're like, wow, that's that's interesting. And then teens being put in solitary confinement, you're like, wow, that's interesting. You want to just call up the producers and say, hey, man, slow down. Just spread it out, man. You got three podcasts. You got three really good podcasts, maybe even five. You know, you can spread some of them into two-part episodes. They do do that with one, actually. They're, there's one where they, they cover a mysterious murder in Harlan, Kentucky, the same place as the uh, TV show Justified, based on a story by Elmore Leonard and starring the beloved Timothy Oliphant. A lot of interesting subjects. only thing I got to say is the production kind of tends to just jam way too much. It's like Neapolitan ice cream or something. There's just too much going on. And you want to you just say, slow down, man. Spread this stuff a little bit thinner. Okay, that's all I really have to say about Reveal. Like the podcast. Suggest listening to it and see if it's something for you. And now we're going to segue into our second podcast. And it's called Note to Self. The next podcast is called Note to Self, and we're going to look at one particular episode, and we learn nine things from teenagers about our phones. Okay, so let's listen to the first clip. We're back. You're listening to Note to Self. I'm Anoush Samarodi, and this is an encore of my conversation with 16-year-old Grace, which brings us to number five of the nine things that she taught me about teenagers and their phones. Sexting. Ah. (laughs) Some do, some don't. But for teenagers, sexting is just kind of normal. What about sexting? Because that's another thing that parents are very worried about. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that also is a thing that parents have have more concerns about than kids do. Like, have you ever gotten a sext? Okay, you'll hear... Part of the answer to that question in the in a clip coming up. First, before we uh, go on, I wanted to ask Roger because Roger's a little bit older before cell phones were out. I wanted to know how you know what was there anything equivalent to sexting in your life, Roger? We did something similar in my youth. Mm-hmm. I would send small black and white photos of myself wearing my nice bowler, a waistcoat, and kecks to women I was courting. I was something of a dapper young man. Dapper young man sending black and white photos. That is Roger's version. It's a it's a throwback. It's a it was a simpler time, Roger. But uh, hey, with your permission, Roger, I'd like to go ahead and listen to another clip 
from note to self. One of my acquaintances, a guy was Snapchatting her and like, um, he sent her a picture of what we were discussing earlier in the sex class. And then, um, not like a so bad... So a picture of his penis is what yeah. you're saying. Oh, I didn't... You didn't say the word earlier, so I didn't we know. We can say we it. Let's just say it. Okay. Okay, penis. So yeah. he sends her a picture of his penis. Yes. Okay. And then... Does she, that mean like a guy likes you if he sends you a picture of his penis? Or is that I like, mean, like cyberbullying? Which no, one is it? It's not cyberbullying, but it's just like either like... That's gross. Yeah, no, it's very gross. But it's also... It's usually just like, well, he was drunk and so that was his like rationale and like, but like, yeah, but like, it's usually just like horny guys trying to get a picture back. And, like, most okay. girls just look at it and just, like, like that's, like, no. There you go. So you can get a window into your teen's world that maybe you don't want to see. It's interesting to know because she gets these kids to talk and you find out what, what exactly the kids are doing on their phones all day. And, and they get a really – she gets really honest answers out of them and you got to appreciate that. But I know, Roger, I see you making a face over there. So tell me, what are you thinking? Oh, Paul Clifford, I weep for the future. Mm, I don't know. That's, like – that's like a, a kids these days argument, Roger. I'm sure she's going to probably grow up to be a doctor or a lawyer. I mean, you can't you can't condemn the entire generation just because they have cell phones. All right, come on. All right, let's listen to the third clip, Roger. Now get a load of number seven. This is good, grownups. There's a secret to charging your phone faster. Do you have any other tips for me? Like tips, tips that you think maybe only teenagers know? If you charge your phone when it's on airplane mode, it charges so much faster. Really? So much faster. I'm going to try that tonight. Yeah, yeah, it really works. We fact-checked Grace on this one, and she's totally right. Very good to know. Hmm. Did you know that, Roger? News you can use. I wonder if charging your phone in off mode would also work, because that's about what your phone is good for in airplane mode. Roger, such a curmudgeon. I mean, come on. Off. That's a great tip. That was a great tip. I didn't know that. You know, you put your phone in airplane mode and charge it. That inspired me to go to MacWorld.com uh, and, and look up some other things you may not know about your uh, iPhone or Android phone. And one thing is you can shake it. Like so, if you like if you were typing a text or something and then you delete the sentence and you didn't mean to, you shake it and then it brings it back. Apparently, I haven't tried it yet, but apparently that works. And you may have to go into the general settings and put on gestures or something like that. But Look into it. Apparently that works. But this one, actually, the second one is much, much more useful. We use it at our house is you can set the timer, right? So you set the timer for like the countdown from 10 minutes, the timer on the clock app, and then you start a video. And when the timer gets to zero, the video stops. And that is great for limiting screen time for your kids. It's it's like this great, great way to do that. So think, uh, you know, note to self, it's, it's kind of all over the map with the subjects, but a lot, it covers a lot of stuff regarding uh, children and parenting. So that's very interesting. And so some I was going to talk about some of the other podcasts that they've done. Uh, Screens really are a nightmare for your sleep. A parent's guide to ed tech in your kid's class. And should you post pictures of your kids online? If those type of subjects interest you, give Note to Self a listen. Uh, it's, it's just it's a pretty good uh, podcast. I, I, I would recommend it. It's one of those where you lazily, you might... You might dabble in it. You know, you go scroll through the past episodes and you find a subject that you really like and then look at it. I found that like maybe I didn't want to listen to all the episodes because it was a subject that just didn't interest me or whatever. But that doesn't mean it's a bad – it's a well-produced podcast and great and uh, the host is – she's very charming. So with that, keep listening. It's fun to make this podcast. Give me your feedback. That's it. So for Roger Clark with an E, 
I'm Paul Clifford saying matinee. Hasta la vista. Auf Wiedersehen. See you next time. Thank you.